You're listening to the Independent Mom Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to own your finances, reimagine your motherhood, and live a wealthy life with or without a partner. And I'm your host, Arielle Dean. All right, let's dive in. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Independent Mom Podcast. Um, wow, y'all, <laughs> life has been life in. Um, I wanted to come on the podcast um, just because, one, I want to keep up to speed and make sure you guys can follow where I'm going. Um, but life has definitely hit me hard um, coming off a sabbatical, going back to work. Um, And so I just wanted to do a quick episode. This won't be super long, but I thought it could be helpful to talk about some of the things that I am thinking about right now and a lot of how I am preparing myself for maybe taking not just a sabbatical, but really thinking about what is that next chapter and how do I start to step out and step into that space. And people often talk about taking time away and saving up for things. Um, But it wasn't always clear to me. And I always wanted to know like, but wait, what exactly did you do? And how did you do it? So I'm going to take this episode to walk you through a little bit of how I financially prepared to take the time off. um, And a lot of what I'm doing now to really just start thinking about and and really setting more of that vision for how I'm going to get from point A to point B and what I think I want to do for that future state. So bear with me for this episode one, because I'm tired, but I wanted to get something out today. Um, So I did not super outline this. I'm warning you in advance, there may be some rambling. um, But I hope at the end of it, some of it is still helpful. um, And definitely we will jump back in with some more interviews and lessons and tips. But I hope these, these episodes really going a little bit deeper into my journey and into sort of where I am has has hopefully been helpful to you. So one of the things I want to talk about is, you know, (laughs) one of the things you need to know is when you take time away from work, once you go back to work, um, I definitely would say things start to become a little more annoying (laughs) than maybe they were before. Um, And so it's been really interesting to put myself back in the box in some ways. I was joking with someone the other day that it's kind of like, you know, genie's out of the bottle, and you can't you can't put me back in. Um, Pandora's box has been opened, and it's been really interesting and enlightening for me to see how um, I really am embracing this sense of freedom and really expressing myself fully. Um, I've had a few moments where I've talked maybe freer than I ever would have before to to some of my um, managers and others, but I think just really starting to tap into this thinking, right, that the truth really does set you free. Um, I've been listening a lot to sermons and uh, shout out to Michael Todd and Transformation Church. Um, but I think so much of having the time away and getting rooted in me and what I wanted and what is truth for me and not sort of always feeling like I have to pretend and say things in the right way and go around about. Um, and so that has been freeing and liberating in some senses, but also a little scary um, because there are some unwritten rules. There are some ways that we are sort of conditioned to be, I think, especially within corporate America, 
And so as I'm coming back and really trying to find the balance between owning my voice, standing in my power, saying what I really feel um, in a respectful way, um, but not in such a okay, whatever you want to do sort of way, which I think was kind of the narrative that would go on in my head. And I would smile and nod, but internally I'd be like, I don't really agree. You know, now I think I am being much more vocal and much more confident in just stepping out and saying those things. Um, And even when I feel like someone is saying things in a way to me that I don't appreciate, you know, I think in the past I sort of have just, you know, I've always held my ground. I've always been a, you know, respect me type of person. Um, but there's just a different, there's definitely a different level of, um, of stepping out that I think is happening. And I do believe a part of that is when you have had a moment of being free, of not having to watch your words, watch what you say, watch what you're addressing, watch how you react, it really is freeing in a way that I think I had lost touch with. Um, and so that has been really exciting in some ways to to reconnect with that and to step into that power and to really ask myself why I have repressed certain parts of me, why I have not stepped fully into that part of me because I either think people at work can't handle it or um, I just don't (laughs) care enough in some circumstances to allow myself to get so energized and riled up. But I think it's been really interesting to see how that's unfolding. Um, And some of what I'm also doing is really trying to get concrete about numbers. So if I go back a little bit and I think about, you know, preparing for the opportunity at least to have a sabbatical, because I actually had not been preparing per se. Um, I have always been really building up a little bit of a nest egg or a little bit of a opportunity fund that would allow me to step away if I knew there were options or opportunities that I wanted to to have the potential to do. Um, and so while I always believe in, you know, having a fundamental savings plan and investing, and I still was doing that, but one of the things that I did when I started to think that I may want to put a little bit less towards retirement and really start to save something that could allow me to step away and have cash flow in the more immediate term. And while I didn't stop investing, I would still 100% invest, always get your match, I did sort of go down in terms of the percentage that I was putting towards more of my retirement goals and my tax-deferred accounts so that I could then have a little bit more that would be in a personal savings or in an account or investment account that I could access the cash more readily. And so that's one of the things that I started to do um, and really making sure that I was hitting the right balance of taking out enough so that it's a little bit more that I could save, but not so much that it was really going to hamper my long-term investing or inflict upon any matches or anything else that I might be getting from an employer. And so that is something that I would suggest if you are considering and thinking about, hey, how do I get some more flexibility, some more freedom? Um, you may not be able to you know, save eight months worth of salary in an instant, and definitely maybe not with just from your savings, but you may want to look at, hey, can I draw back a little bit from what I'm putting towards some of these long-term goals just to help give me a cushion in the near term? 
Something else that I did not do, but I think I know other people who have considered it as well, and again, can be risky, um, but you are also allowed to pull from some of your retirement accounts. Again, I don't necessarily recommend this because you do have to be sure that you will stay at your employer long enough to pay that back. But when you do borrow from some of your retirement, you're generally borrowing from yourself. And so any penalties, any interest, um, you often end up paying interest back to yourself, which is better um, you know, than potentially taking out a loan or paying that interest back to some other entities or other party. Um, so that was one of the things that I did. Um, I've always been, at least since on my journey, been on a pretty tight budget and plan. Um, but one of the things that I really always talk about is really monitoring um, and continuing to monitor. So I have this sort of 5M plan that I talk about is you want to monitor your money, then manage your money, then multiply your money, then maximize your money and memorialize your money. Um, and a lot of that kind of becomes cyclical. And so even though I got to the point of really multiplying my money, as I started to think about what it would take to maybe take some time off, I went back and I just started to monitor again. I got back to saying, okay, what would really be the bare minimum? Am I being still really tight with my budget? Where are there areas where maybe I've started to go up in spending that I could cut back? But monitoring, I think, is always the first thing. Sometimes we jump to trying to manage and trying to hit a percentage or hit a dollar amount. Um, and while I do agree that is a step that you need to take, sometimes it's also just really important to monitor. And I think it's important to monitor your money. I also started monitoring just myself, like where it was making me feel down, what was taking all my energy, what was making me feel up, um, and what might be some of the things that I would want to do after my sabbatical. Um, so thinking about that in two ways. Another thing um, that I started to do was really get serious about the numbers. So after monitoring my own spending and what was happening and just making sure that was in check, sometimes people will say like, hey, save up six months of your expenses. And for a lot of us, we think about that in terms of, okay, well, how much do I pay now for bills, for credit cards for debt, for school, whatever it might be. Um, but something else, especially if you're thinking about a sabbatical, depending on your arrangement at work, or if you're thinking about stepping away to start a business, also getting really, really clear on things like insurance. So I also went and took a look at my HSA, how much money I had in my health savings account, which I highly recommend you get if you don't have one already. Um, because through my HSA, not only do I have a lot of money that goes there every single month through my paycheck, but I'm also able to invest that money. And so that money is also growing and I can use that money for essentially any healthcare related um, activity. And then I got really clear and really specific and it went on, you know, everyone talks about Obamacare and all those other things, but I really started to look and understand what would insurance really look like? Because in my head, it seemed like it was going to be so expensive and this like unwieldy amount of money. But really go and take a look and understand what would it cost on a monthly basis? How much more is that than what you're paying right now? Um, and start to get really concrete with the numbers. And so I just itemized out what are all of the things that I would really have to spend on that maybe I'm not thinking about right now. Things that I just take for granted that I get through my job or things I take for granted that I spend because of my job. 
Um, you know, like there's lots of money that, especially now that I'm going back and going back to my office more often, the amount of money I spend on gas and commuting alone is a lot more than I was spending when I did not go to the office as much. Uh, but conversely, right, what I would spend on insurance, what I might spend on um, some of the other things that I get subsidized through work, being really clear about what that would look like if that subsidy is not there for my job, um, making sure that I have life insurance that's not connected to my job, making sure that I have any sort of like critical care, because there's lots of things that you get through your job, but there are means to get it elsewhere. Um, and one of the best ways to do that is by having a business because a lot of those fees and a lot of those expenses then become tax deductible. So I started to make a list and really think about that. And so I encourage you, if it's something that you're thinking about, really get clear, really understand exactly what it is that you have from a monthly expenses don't just ballpark, don't just guess, don't just take, you know, well, this is generally what I get with my salary, so this is probably right. Um, really try to get clear and specific about the numbers because that will help you, one, recognize, hey, how far do I really need to go? But it also might help you realize, actually, this is not so bad. <laughs> this is not so hard. Um, because I would say that leads to the next thing that I have been doing and did was just start to brainstorm what are the different ways that I could get to that number. Um, and there are going to be some things that obviously are really close in, right? Like I could be consulting. I could, you know, go for harder on business. I could get sponsorships for the podcast, right? But really take some time and just brainstorm what are all the ways that I could get to this number? And you might be surprised that there are some things that you would really like to do that if you really looked at how much you could potentially get paid to do it, might get you closer than you think. Um, I started looking at my investments. I started looking at, I have a lot of um, you know journals on Amazon. So how could I really add more advertising and really promote those better? Real estate, um, being able to buy cheaper properties, but that still have better rents. Um, and so I would say like getting that ideation, that creativity muscle going. So you can start to think about, as opposed to this, big, huge, crazy thing like, oh my God, I would never be able to take time off because that's going to be so much money. Really getting it down to, okay, what if I just took one month off? Um, and that is a little bit how I approach it. I said, okay, I don't know if I want to clear out all of my savings, but I was like, if I just took one month off, you know, one, what would that look like? How much would I need? What's realistic? And then I started to think about, okay, well then what would that look like if I wasn't working? What would one month, what would I need for one month? What would I need for two months? And then how long, you know, could I really start to sustain and have a little bit more of a emergency fund or a security fund that I could start to, to create? So that is a lot of what um, I've been doing and really trying to think about where are the places and spaces that I can lean into more that can start to lay the foundation and start to be a bridge and a stepping stone to where I might ultimately want to go. Um, because I would say, I think a lot of this year for me is about really stepping into freedom. Um, and I am excited to be a part of, um, I'm going to Redefining Wealth Live, which will be really exciting with Patrice Washington. Um, and a lot of that conversation is about being made for more. And I just wholeheartedly agree that I am made for more. And I think a lot of us feel that tug. We know that 
voice we hear what God is saying, but it feels impossible. It feels hard to move forward. Um, and so what I have found in those instances is to both get concrete and then also to dream and balancing like, what would it be like to go back to having the flexibility and the freedom um, that I had on sabbatical? And I do think part of what God was trying to get me to get a taste of was what it would really feel like to be on that other side of freedom. And I think about, you know, the peace that I had, I think about the ability to exercise and the sunlight I was able to have and the ease and just the organization. Um, it just felt so much more aligned. And so I think sometimes we need a little bit of a peek of what that future could be to help continue to move us down that path and not just get comfortable with where we are. And then once you have that peak, um, you can start to make things really tangible. So um, that was a little bit of a ramble, um, but I would say, you know, one of the things that really helps me was to get really, to write down a list, right? That's why it's so important to start monitoring your spending, monitoring what it is that you're going to need and get really clear about insurance, life insurance, insurance for your health, insurance for your kids, do you dental dental care, like all those things that sometimes we take for granted, they do add up. Um, but I think one of the the blessings of having the internet and being able to search it is there are so many different ways that you can get access to things, um, that you can afford things, that you can pay for things, or you can switch to some other role that maybe is not as time consuming as energy sucking, but that might still have great benefits. Um, and so I think really the key is allowing yourself to, to be creative, to think of those ideas and not only think there's one way that I can go about this and anything else is scary and impossible and out of the realm of possibility, but really just allow yourself to think about like, well, what are all the ways that I could get to this amount of money? What are all the ways that I could get to this vision um, and make it plain, right? Like make the vision plain, get concrete, understand the numbers, and then work backwards. And then it becomes more of a math problem. Then is this something that I can do? Because hopefully when you look at it, it will seem a little bit more doable and a little bit more feasible. Um, so that has sort of been my wrap up. I would say um, it has been quite a whirlwind um, getting back into the the realm of sort of nine to five and getting back into that space. But as I've stepped into it, I can see almost like someone looking from outside where are the pieces that don't work anymore and that don't fit anymore and how I'm going to start to craft a place and a space and a plan to get back to where things do fit a little bit better. So definitely stay tuned. Um, this is a short and sweet episode um, and a little bit of my ramblings, but it gives you a little bit of insight into where I am and what I'm thinking, because I think that is a lot of the process of going through some of these journeys and getting closer to the wealthy life that we want is sometimes it's going to be an ebb and a flow and it's a lot of reflection. Um, I pray that this show can 
help to spur that on for you and help to give you some ideas of how you can potentially start stepping into more of that wealthy life, more of the space that you want to be in, um, and to have more opportunities to take time away to get off of the Ferris or the off of the the wheel and off of autopilot and closer into what it is that you really want and that I think God really hopefully wants for you as well. So thanks again. Uh, please tune in. We're going to have some more amazing podcast guests soon and really talking about some interesting tips and tricks as we start to become and live more in our wealthy life. Um, but I appreciate all of you um, and so excited to to hear from you. So please, if you haven't already, click subscribe, rate and review the podcast. Um, and as always, you can find me on Instagram at The Independent Mom. And I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you for joining me today and tuning in to an episode of the Independent Mom podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please comment, rate, and review the podcast. Your feedback would mean the world to me. And until next time, please know that I appreciate you for lending me your time and your ears, and I will catch you in the next episode.